Welcome to Cthulhu is Rad, the only podcast. Everyone say your human name, your character name, and what's the best bird? In their opinion or our opinion? Their opinion. As always, how many times have we done this podcast? I'm I'm trying to think of fantasy birds here. Fantasy birds? doesn't have to be a fantasy bird. Guess not. Because <laughs> there are also regular birds. Like, the blue jay still exists in this setting. Nope, they're all gone. Yep. <laughs> My name's Denise, I play Max, and uh, the best bird in Max's opinion is, um, what is it, pelican? Because all the food they can put in their mouth. <laughs> They'd probably blow a sick vape. <laughs> My name is Mel, and I play Susie. And her favorite bird, or who, what she thinks is the best bird, is a golden eagle. Because they're huge and cool. I am a live Jasmine. I play cool Gwen. <laughs> She's got a surfboard and some sunglasses. That's what makes her cool, Gwen. <laughs> I think Gwen likes doves. Hmm. They're very peaceful. Underrated birds. Mm-hmm. I am Human Harrison, and I play Yanerth. And his favorite bird would probably be either one of the corvids, just because they're smart. Or like a hummingbird, because they're weird. You mean your favorite bird isn't the seagull that you feed every day? <laughs> oh shit, is that lore that I had come up with on accident? Oh no. You don't love him? <laughs> Unbelievable. My brain doesn't have enough oxygen right now, Mel. <laughs> Not enough oxygen for love. I'm dying. We're all in our best states right now. Just like Max. (laughs) Why? Max is fine. I am Meriwether. I am the Dungeon Master. And I think Bruce Thornbush would love to have an emu farm at one point. Uh, He's actually terrified of them, but Donna really liked him. So... Now he wants an emu farm when he retires. Oh, that's adorable. And so specific. You're welcome. It's what I do. All right. Uh, because I'm cruel and unjust, we're not going to start with Max and Susie. I don't want to start with Max, please. <laughs> we're going to start with Gwen and Yenrith. You guys are in your weird little safe room at the museum right after Max and Susie have departed. Dearly departed. Well, one of them. (laughs) He's fine. He's fine! So what are you guys doing in the library? Um. Um. Can we get a refresh of where we left that? I remember we were looking through the files. Uh, yeah, you guys just went through the stuff that Gwen grabbed a handful of from the DUA uh, stuff about the Far Beyond Project, 
stuff about some personnel, including both of Yenrith's dads and Colleen. Okay, yeah. Far Beyond Project, Nassoth is working on a weapon, stuff about my dad's, James is being watched by somebody named Watts. Oh, uh, you actually probably know who Watts is, just for your notes. He was one of the other head agents in charge. He was, like, James's peer. Fiona Watts. She's a changeling woman. And was that order from Knackle? Uh, I don't think it said. Okay. Do you guys have anything you want to do in the library? Uh, I'm not sure how much exposure we want. What? What is the room that we're in like? Pretty barren. It's just like... A handful of cots and sort of, you know, one wall is the back of the bookcase. And then, like, the carpet is, like, the same. And then it's just, like, stone wall that looks like the outside stone wall. A little bit of, like, exposed insulation. So if we don't want to leave the room, there's not really much we can do. I'm just going to stare at the files, because I didn't really get as much as Yenith. It's all too much. What are we doing? What have we gotten ourselves into? Sometimes stuff just happens. Gotta roll with the punches. We've been rolling with the punches for so long, and they just keep punching. You know, and sometimes you have to hope they get tired. My sister, she's still missing. I feel like I was so close to finding her when we were in the car. But remember when we went to the moss? Yeah. The moss said that they could save my sister. Well, I... I asked if she was okay, and he was like, she can be. I don't, I don't know what to do. If, if we do the ritual with, no, but then that's too much. What do we do? What do I do? Since one of you cared about my opinion. I want my sister back. Guys, hear a familiar static. I heard a lovely little riddle. And before you is the dark one. You want your sister back, so says the fucking moss dude. Also, don't listen to him, he's pathetic. I might be able to get you there. I have a cute little thing who sits and hums a lot. And he has access to a lot of doors. A good, good boy. We could get you probably to the place after the thing. We could get you probably to the place after the thing. The thing! <laughs> you know, 
the thing with the stuff. Yeah, the ritual with the items. <laughs> he doesn't say the thing with the stuff. That's that's a little too far for him. It's not a great place to go, so might not want to go straight there. But I can tinker with some stuff. Especially after this ritual, I can tinker with all sorts of stuff. What's the price? TBD. Oh, wait. Susie needs me. I gotta go. And he vanishes. What? Wait, why does Susie... Fuck. He said he wants CBD. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. I also heard that. (laughs) It's the 80s. I'm not sure we know what that is yet. (laughs) We can get him some dank Afghani hashish, though. Oh my god. You guys hear a little, like, tap, tap, tap at the other side of the bookshelf. Uh, is there, like, a peephole? No, it's a bookshelf. And? (laughs) (laughs) It is also a door. If you can peep out, that means people can peep in, and that's not... Your front door has a peephole. I can't peep in your front door. Yeah, but a peephole makes it more obvious. There's no people. Okay, that's all you had to... Who is it? <laughs> God. It's starving. I brought snacks. Oh, thank you. Go open the door. She has like a little plate of cookies and some juice boxes. Thank you, Dory. Uh. You're welcome. Does she rip that loud burp? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, she does. I also have beer for those who are over 21. We're both over. Actually, the drinking age in this realm is very complicated depending on when your brain finishes developing for whatever you are. Let me get the binder <laughs> <laughs> to the charts. To the charts. <laughs> A spreadsheet. See, you have a lovely little file there, Doctor. Oh, 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 these? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mmm, DUA files. I know what that's like. You want to see my beautiful conspiracy board? Yes. Gunther also contributes, but between you and me, his side's not nearly as nice as my side. Don't tell him. And she does, like, a little shh, and she, like, waddles out of the room. (laughs) Guess we'll waddle after with the file. Gwen, hang up a sec. Yeah. We're gonna find your sister. Yeah. I hope so. Kept Susie alive so far. Yeah. Not that bad at my job. Yeah. You're pretty good at your job. You know, I trust you to keep us safe. You always have to trust your partners, especially in things like this. I'm the lake. <laughs> <laughs> is this what love is? <laughs> she like leads you down the stairs. This is a multi-floor library. It's a big college library. You guys follow her as she waddles down and you go to the basement. There's a big wall, and on it is a comically large bulletin board. 
Here it is. I'm here literally 24-7, so this is what I do when I get bored. They really need to hire more people. I mean, I guess I really need to hire more people, which is why I hired your friend, but, you know. Is the library open 24 hours a day? Yeah, remember you guys came here late at night the first time. Yeah, we did. When I complimented the jacket. And then Susie saw me on the beach drinking a beer during my 2 a.m. break. Uh, you know, all the times you've seen me. <laughs> wow, that's so many. <laughs> there are more, I'm sure, but I'm an old woman and can't remember all of them. Definitely not a pretty young DM who also doesn't remember. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've been very busy. We, we've we seen a lot of people. It's a good I have so many books to shelve. And like, now I'm hiding a lot of people. So I'm pretty busy. And also very sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah, we, we're like barely getting by. Anyway. <laughs> the comically large bulletin board is... You can tell which half is hers and which half is Gunther's, because her half is very detailed notes and specific, like, clippings of newspaper, and the other half looks like what a caffeine-crazed lunatic with too much arm and post-its would make. Mm-hmm. And Mirror's the one you saw in his room. So this is his auxiliary conspiracy board. <laughs> Gunther's doing great. Um... So Doreen's, does it look like it all kind of makes sense? Uh, yeah, at least a fair amount. You see there's some stuff about, like, pro labs, and you see that on her side. There's obviously some stuff that, like, Gunther has made notes about. Like, there's a neatly written note about, like, Crow Labs being controlled by an alien force, and then Gunther takes that very literally to mean, like, UFO aliens, when Doreen probably meant <laughs> aliens like foreign influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Nassoth, less... Less... Ooh. Less Cthulhu or Little Grey Man. Yeah, <laughs> less exiles. <laughs> more, more foreign power. Uh-huh. Do you guys want to roll something? I guess investigation. Yeah. I mean, I want to know more about what Doreen and Gunther's deal is. <laughs> I'm not sure even they know the answer to that. Like, how did the library get set up like this? Well, Doreen never sleeps. Ah. <laughs> uh. That was so close to a nat 20. So it's 15 investigation. Uh, I got an 11 plus 5 is 16. Ugh, so you got one more than me now? <laughs> yeah, but you guys are going to get basically the same stuff. Yeah. Honestly, Gunther's stuff that's down here is mostly garbled nonsense. Uh, so just no to that area. Doreen's, which is literate. You know, she has stuff about Crow Labs. It seems to be pretty heavily Crow Lab-centric. Like, at the center of her board, there's an article that you can't fully read the title, 
but there's a post-it note saying, still active after the vanishing of their leader. What are they studying now? Like referring to Crow Labs. And you like flip the post-it note up. The headline reads, Hero Adventurer perishes mysteriously at 69. Hmm. Uh, That'd be Titus, right? Yeah. Do you want to read the article? I do. I wrote an article. Oh. <laughs> and what did you say to me, Meriwether, yesterday? I I led them here because I very much, I spent a lot of time <laughs> writing this. <laughs> Hero Adventurer perishes mysteriously at 69. Famous for his heroics and unwillingness to retire, 69-year-old Titus Crow has dedicated his life to defeating strange, vile creatures, discovering ancient artifacts, and founding his namesake laboratory. It puzzles many that this great hero could be brought down so suddenly, especially with the uncertain details surrounding his death. Crow recently went on an expedition to find the Crypt of Asgaroth. Crow's adventuring party says that it was a pretty standard mission until something shifted. Crow slowed down, said Armrich, the party's wizard. I figured his age was finally getting the better of the cocky bastard. But we heard shouts, and then he was just gone. Suddenly, things started crumbling around us, and we just had to get out of there. The crew escaped the crypt and regrouped outside. We huddled outside as the crypt began to mysteriously reseal itself, said Holt, the new bard of the group. Titus and Henry, our cleric, were trapped on the inside and we couldn't do anything to get the doors to open again. They decided to try to go get some help, but upon police's arrival, the door to the crypt was open, but the inside of the crypt was completely destroyed. There was no sign of Henry Laurent de Rinke? I don't know how to say that name. <laughs> you wrote it. Well, but he's based on somebody. Um... <laughs> And all that remained of Titus Crow was a few horribly mangled body parts. And that's all that's clipped out. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> and, you know, red string attached are a bunch of blurry pictures with sticky notes attached with some more sloppily written theories of like, maybe undead, revivify, question mark, just missing. In red ink on one of the photos, there's an arrow pointing to, like, a small dot on a super pixelated man's neck with another sloppy note that says vampire bite with, like, four question marks. (laughs) You know, working for the library, Gunther could probably audit some classes. He could probably... Ignorance is a is a real, you know, misinformation is a is a blight. <laughs> oh, he's a smart boy. It just doesn't come through with this. Clearly. <laughs> you know, you can't teach common sense, really. <laughs> you briefly glance at Gunther's side and it has the classic conspiracies about stuff about the moon landing. Well. And then like some Nosoth theories of, you know, that Nosoth and Argamont are fighting the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> and that the creature to destroy the other will take over the multiverse. It's stuff like that. 
to be fair, there is something weird going on with the moon landing. Well, it's definitely not undead if they found body parts. Well, he's definitely not revivified, depending on how many body parts they found. He was a solid, like, whole arm and, like, some organs. Yeah, some organs. He's he's not. Like, an arm, yeah, right. It was a gruesome sight. Probably happened a little bit. Ah, uh, you were a little bit too young to remember. You're a little guy. And she, like, pinches your cheeks. <laughs> a little guy. You're a little guy. She's, like, way shorter than you. <laughs> how tall is she? Yeah, how tall is she? Five, five, I guess. I don't know. I gotta pull that out of my ass. she up on a stool? Uh, yeah, sure. Like, one of those little little ones that they, like, push around the library to get to the little high Little library shelves. stools, yeah. She steps on one of those to pinch your cheeks and goes, there's a little guy. <laughs> uh... So, world-building question. Yes. I know you said, like, adventuring is more professionalized. Mm-hmm. Would the fact that their bard was new, like, their support class be new, would that be suspicious? Um, roll an insight, I guess. You guys can both do this if you want. I, I love how I always say if you want, like, like Jasmine won't take the role opportunity. Love to make the rocks go clinky clink and get numbers. <laughs> you think I'm not gonna roll insight? <laughs> I got nine. Three plus six. Come on, I'm so sad. Uh, 17. 16 plus one. I mean, it's not super shady, Based on the age of the adventurer, especially since it said he was famous for his adventuring, it's very weird to you that he would still be adventuring at almost 70. You just didn't want to say 69 again. I didn't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I forget why I picked that age. I picked that age for a very specific reason, but I would have to check my notes to know why. Oh, does the... What year was the article published? That's a good question, and it might actually cause a plot hole. Um, Because I realized that in the article I put his age. Let me pull up my notes and do some math. Okay. Oh, no, that won't cause a plot hole. Um, I'll say that it probably was like 1971 or something like that. Like, it was... It was a hot minute ago. That's why she doesn't think you would know about him, because you would have been just a wee babe. Yeah, it's weird to you that he would have still been adventuring at that age. But you think that since he was an older adventurer, it's not that strange that he would have had to replace party members? The only thing that you think, like... You think maybe the investigation would have been more dismissed since one of the, since like one of the healers was so new to the group. You don't know if he was a new bard. He could have been a very experienced bard. It's a little unclear if it means that he's a new bard or just new to the group based on how it's typed. So you don't, unless you know who Holt the bard would be, which I you wouldn't. 
uh, since you assume the group disbanded after this. But just having a new one itself isn't that suspicious. But there's a lot of other, like, it's all weird. Okay. And with that, we will leave you guys in that basement and head over to a super cheery scene. Oh boy. This episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Minix. The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. Sound design by Melody Berkebile and Harrison Minix. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Cthulhu is Rad, all one word. And on Instagram at Cthulhu underscore is underscore rad. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can find us on any podcast app. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, or even just tell a friend. Thank you for listening.